Greetings, honorable ba battle brother. Brother, today we discuss the great Primarch, Lord Angie, and the planet Munchies. We talk about Spartacus, the yes. failure of Spartacus, and <laughs> the giant desert planet, and the yes. blood-maddened psychopaths that have devolved from said desert planet. Yes. Uh, obviously we're talking we are, about the world eaters. We're talking about world eaters and Angron. Uh, yes. Yeah, they're they're very angry. Um, none of them are fun to be around, uh, and they all smell like they haven't bathed in many many centuries. Or ever. Or ever. Yeah. Less so than Death Guard, but more so than your standard Space Marine. It's more like, it's less like uh, putrid stink and more like oh my god like this man has worked like in the fields yes. for his entire life and has never washed his hands yes uh we'll talk about why okay angron he's very angry he's called yes. the red angel which is very funny um because yes. he is not that and there are many other individuals in this 40 in the 40k universe that have also taken that mantle just to piss angron off <laughs> it's very funny Yes, um, somehow more than normal. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Angron landed, 12th son of the Emperor, landed on a planet called Nuceria. Yes. Nuceria was a desert planet. Um, not a fun place to be for anybody not who isn't... Not a desert what, planet. What, ah, it you was, know. It was like the... If you've ever seen how Greece or ancient Rome is depicted in the movie Gladiator, that was Nuceria. Yes. I watched Gladiator last night in prep for this awesome movie. If you haven't seen it, Russell Crowe, Tommy Flanagan, I would watch yes. it. Okay, uh, sidetrack averted. Yes. Uh, Nuceria was a shit place if you weren't the 1% uh, slave owners who yes. purchased slaves. If you've yes. ever seen... Okay, so the original Spartacus came out when? Like 1940, 50-ish? Um, the new one... Uh, stars, I think it's stars or Showtime, one of the two. If you watch that, you have a very good depiction of what's going on in New Syria, um, yeah. where people are literally being bought and sold to fight and die in the the gladiator arenas and the coliseums uh -huh. of the slave masters. Uh huh. Not I a great place. Out, I just want to point out before he was found by the slavers. Uh, the second he was born, a bunch of Eldar showed up and tried to kill him right when he was fresh out of the test tube. That's true. However, Angron was a very... was a baby Primarch. And a baby Primarch has much stronger bones than an Eldar. Just like they, a regular baby human. It is scientifically proven that Eldar have hollow bones, easy to crush. Yes. Optimal for crushing, even. Optimal, you might say. Yeah, designed to be crushed, you might say. Oh, it's almost like GW doesn't like Eldar. Interesting. <laughs> designed to fail. Yes. All right. So, he lands on Nuceria. Uh, some interesting blokes try to uh, apprehend him. Yes. Uh, he murders them all. And then mm -hmm. is very shortly after that overpowered and kidnapped. Yes. Uh, but not before they give him a little gift. I mean, technically after they kidnapped yeah, him, they gave him a gift. Yeah, yes. um, they they took out this nice little looking drill, and they lobotomized Angron, yes. and they replaced gray matter in his brain with this device called the Butcher's Nails. Metal, yes. right? Yes. 
I want to point something out beforehand. Before he got the butcher's nails, he was thrown into a pit, which was basically a ziggurat with a hundred other people that filled slowly with acid. <laughs> he, he ended up having to do... He played a sudden death match of Fortnite and got the number one victory royale. Yeah. Yeah, Angron was a uh, yes. royale master. Yes, it would Angron, Angron, unlike his brothers, was a true gamer. Also, can we talk about the logistics behind filling a, a coliseum with acid? Well, yes. How? Um, I could, but that would be a whole other episode. <laughs> Alright, yeah, let's not get that into the science. That's just a very yes. stupid, stupid way and stupid design yes. to... Not water, acid. Just fill it with water. People can't fucking... Ah, stupid fucking science fiction bullshit. <laughs> so eventually, yeah, like I said, Angron would have these nails drilled into his brain, and they would be very much um, aggression amplifiers. Yes. Not in like a chemical imbalance sort of way. A little bit like that. Well, yes. But more like uh, if you aren't ripping somebody's throat out with your bare nails... Um, then there is a massive migraine that is debilitating to experience, and that is continually okay. getting worse until you commit heinous acts of violence. Okay, I want to point out, according to Lexicanum, it is biochem. There is part of no, it is biochemical so, where they straight up replace the several chunks. They replace chunks of your brain. Yes. It specifically mentions the part of the brain that deals with happiness. Yes, where and... It literally removes them and then fills it with horrible tiny metal needles of varying sizes that come out of the butcher's nails, like like vines or roots. And so, producing previously mentioned headache, but also amplifying the satisfaction one gets from punching someone in the face so exactly. hard their head ceases to exist conceptually. Exactly. Uh, yeah, and so it, and there is a, um, sort of Pavlovian, uh, Pavlovian, uh, stimulus reward situation going on where when you do commit acts of violence, when you do kill, uh, this thing, uh, not only does it, uh, retract itself, not only does it stop punishing you for existing, uh, it also releases, like, endorphins to, like, make you feel better about what you just did. Um, but yeah, so most of the people, if I'm not mistaken, were already, um, equipped with these things so that yes. the fights on Nuceria in the, in the, in the pits would be spectacular and gratifying for everybody witnessing. Yes. Um, it was here that, uh, during his gladiator upbringing that he was given the name of Angron. Yes. Uh, Angron Thalkir. Thalkir, which means child of the mountain. Yes. Uh, which is pretty fucking cool if I'm going to be re real with you. Yes. Uh, and he would eventually don the moniker the Lord of the Red Sands and eventually the Red Angel. Yes. He, I want to point out, Angron, like most of the Primarchs, had one person that he cared about that has that one named yeah. person. Yes. His name was Onimaus. Oniomaus. I don't know how to pronounce it. Onimaus. Animaeus. It's you literally think with my weird name. It would be much easier to pronounce Greek, but could be wrong. I am about seventy-eight percent positive that is also the name of the um, of the character in Spartacus who trains everybody. Ah. I am seventy-eight, eighty percent certain that that's the name of that character. GW Masters of Originality. Yeah, yeah. We never give him credit for being original. <laughs> 
Um, so at some point, uh, like most Primarch family members do, uh, he died. But Angron yes. killed him because they pushed a button in his butcher's nails that made him kill Onimaeus after they were made to fight to... So they killed yeah. a pair of ogrins, and then the, then some presumably large Greek roman overlord was like, Now kill each other for my our amusement. And then Angron threw a sword down and did the, No, I am Angron. We're not gonna... The I am Spartacus thing, and they both threw their swords down. And then they pushed a button, and the butcher's nails made a very, very horrifying crunching noise. <laughs> and Angron picked his sword up and cut the dude into little tiny pieces. Isn't that just traumatic? Yes. Uh, he apparently, when he regained his senses, exact words, he, he, these are the exact words, he unleashed a bestial howl for days. I wanted to imagine this guy who was like about eight feet tall, 700 pounds of muscle. Probably bigger than eight feet tall, if yes. I'm going to be real with you. More like, like 12. Just an absolute behemoth of a man, literally screaming for several days without stopping for breath. Isn't that horrifying? I know. <laughs> also, like, I would I would also like to point out that the fact that the butcher snails were relics from the dark age of technology, like the prior like high fantasy, high yeah. science fiction, like everything's good Star Trek type era yeah. of 40k. That's so, the thing they had. <laughs> please, please explain to me why, why any society <laughs> that was doing well, not regressing technologically. Um, why they would develop something called the butcher's nails, or even if something that stimulated aggression like that. Why would that be needed? Okay, two reasons. I have two theories. One of them, in, one of them is sillier than the other. You'll hear it in a second. Okay. So reason one is that the technology could have been started as like a means of keeping people docile. Like, okay. say you have incredibly violent prisoners or something yeah, yeah. along those lines. If you ha you take these things, you put them in their head, and you can shut off the parts of their brains that cause them to act aggressively and give them greater yields of endorphins and dopamine when they do nice, positive things. Yeah, It'd yeah, be yeah. feasible that you could reverse engineer something. If you have the technology previously existing, even, a t even in like the grimdark 40k land, it's reasonable to assume that during the dark age of technology, some guy looked at that and went, if I switch this wire and make it dig into a different part of the brain, I can make people fucking kill each other. Yeah, it makes sense. Theory two is that they had their own space UFC ultimate wrestling thing. Also makes sense. And they just, it was not enough. Yeah, After nope, they nope, had, that... they threw, they sh shot sharks out of cannons at the wrestlers. <laughs> they decided it wasn't enough. Yeah, the, the beef had to be real. So yeah, it had to be real. Various <laughs> legit. They took their various wrestling archetypes, like you know your Rocks and your John Cena's, and they jammed. Those were these the two wrestlers that came to my mind as well. Funny yes. enough, yeah. <laughs> I was also going to say Roman Reigns, but I feel like the Rock and John Cena are much. It's much funnier, and it look they look Angron-ish, so the joke works. Yeah, yeah. And they Angron tie them and down. Yeah. They literally hammer in these giant spikes, and then they figure out that if we take these spikes and we make them more complicated, we can make them anger, and then we can fight. So they made these things specifically so that way they could have more violent ultimate wrestling. Alright. Yep. <laughs> Both of these theories kind of make sense. <laughs> and... Yeah, moving, moving on. on. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, so, like every other Primarch who was raised, every other Chaos Primarch, funny enough, that was raised on a shit planet, the time would come for a rebellion. Um, so Angron was, at this point, a well-anointed uh, gladiator champion, and his fame was widespread across the planet of Assyria. Yes. Um, and then he literally, he literally did the escape plan during a big gladiatorial event from Spartacus. Yes. That's literally what happened. Um, and he led a, uh, a very massive gladiator-based rebellion, slave-based mm -hmm. rebellion. Yes. Um, and then they got the shit absolutely kicked out of them. Right. The army that he made uh, was referred to as the Eaters of Cities. Yes. Um, they weren't... They were cool. You know, they... They yeah. were all... They were beast. humans. They were humans. Humans who survived the process of going through the butcher's nails. Exactly. So they were very, very strong and durable and frightening humans. And then they, they were all still died. very much humans. Yeah. They all died. There was only about a thousand of them left, and they were yeah. backed into a mountain range, uh, and this would be his last stand. They were yeah. surrounded, uh, and there was not a fucking chance they were going to win this battle. Yeah. And then... Who yep. would arrive but the Big E himself? <laughs> the Emperor would teleport Angron above his flagship basically 15 minutes before this battle would kick off. Uh-huh. That didn't make Angron that happy. I just want to point something out. Uh, in a lot of pictures of pre-Emperor Angron, he is depicted with a dog. Yeah. His head reaches his knees. Yeah. That's a How big dog. How big is this dog? It's a big dog. <laughs> it's the same question we had with Jagatai Khan and his invincible Primark horse. <laughs> the horse! <laughs> he, 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 how was Genghis, if it, the whole thing, he learned how to be fast because he had to ride a horse. What horse is big enough and fast enough to support any kind of military campaign carrying a 12 foot tall dude with a sword the size of a Volkswagen? Yep. <laughs> yep. So that's a big dog. That's a scarily yes. large dog. Yes. Like, it's like the of size of a it. regular lion. Yeah. Or a small car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a big dog. Yes. So uh, the emperor would announce himself in a kind of rude manner. He would just be like, I'm your dad. You're coming with me now. You have an army. You're going to lead the army for me. And all the while, Angron was like, what? No, no, no you can't. I... But, but, I but, have but, an but. army. I have an army down there. Like my friends. And he lists off a bunch of it like Damocleus, Bophides, Testiculus. No, like I can't just leave them there. They're like I was supposed fated to die with my brethren. Yes. He's like, but uh, like, you mean the people? Those are people. You'll People come, people go. People You'll come. find new ones. People are replaceable. Yeah. I mean, uh, I've. I've lost so many people. I've been around for 10,000 years and you don't hear me complaining. But, but I, but, no. Getting aggressively more angry. Yes. Yeah. And that at that point, b before this, Angron was known as the Emperor's, Angron was a very compassionate person before this. He was resistant to the Butcher's Nails. And then he gave in. Yes, he would be the he would stop fight. There's story like in some stories where he would like stop fights between gladiators. He 
all of these people with butcher's nails in their heads just like him, but because he was big and strong in a Primark, and also the story demands it, he would stop, he was the one who was able to organ, organize the gladiators to listen to him. Not yeah. just because he was the biggest and strongest, but because he was the one, he was a peacemaker too. He would sit, th like people would be trying to strangle each other over blankets and he would be like, calm down, this is a blanket. Here, have mine. It is bigger than everyone else's blanket. You can share. And they would be like, thank you, Angron! Yes. He also, was can we just These were his really... literal friends. I, I'm sorry, we need, to, we need to go back a little bit. Did you make a D's nuts joke? Yes. Twice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I heard both of them. I just wanted to clarify. I yes. want to make sure everybody else... Hit, hit the back button of uh, 30 seconds in, in the past, everybody. Just make sure you, you really soak that one in, that we just pulled that shit on you. Uh, alright. Bestest friend, both of these. <laughs> uh, so, Angron would watch helplessly from the yes. flagship of the Emperor as yes. uh, his friends and family uh, down in Nusiria would be slaughtered and brought to uh, destruction. Yes. Uh, at the hands his dog. Including his... <sighs> Why'd you do that? Because this is, this is GW. Now, now we're, I'm we're not now, subtle here. Now I'm sympathetic to fucking Angron's plight. <laughs> what the fuck did you just do to me? You're welcome. Ah, so of all of you, we joke about Angron, but Angron literally watched all of the people who he spent so many years care... He cried for several days when he killed one person he cared about. This was literally every single friend he ever had. And his dog. And they're all And he just now. watched like Pfft. Fr like his face was like attached to the hollow screen, just like, No, what are you doing? No! I should be down there with you and the Emperor's just like, There there, son. We'll get you some new friends. I can clone you a new <laughs> dog. You'll be fine. It's not the same. It's totally the same. Trust me, I should know. I'm immortal. I know everything. Come on, let's go. He's like, no! He's like, oh, this is your army. Uh, they're the Warhounds. These are your dudes now. His yeah. army was named the, the Warhounds. He was introduced to his army yeah. after he had lost his dog. See, we don't even like need to get you a new dog. Your minutes. army is called the Warhounds. See, like, isn't that nice, Angron? He was literally like, okay, yeah, your friends are dead. Anyway, moving on. Here are your new boys, uh, the Warhounds. You can call them yes. whatever you want. Goodbye, I'll see you in six months. And then left. Uh, yes. Leaving Angron uh, with the Warhounds, soon to be re renamed the World Eaters. And the um, worst headache he's probably ever, ever had, had in his life. Yeah. So Angron uh -huh. uh, didn't like any of his gene sons, any of his sons, the world of uh, the Warhounds now. Uh -huh. Um... He basically hid himself away in his room uh -huh. for, like, three weeks or something. Uh, and every warhound that tried to be like, Sir, it's, it's us. We're your gene sons. You're, you're going to lead us to, to glory. And Grun would just kill them. He would just beat the <laughs> shit out of them until they stopped moving. Um, until a um, very buff boy by the name of Karn, uh, the eighth captain of the warhounds came in and was like hey dad you want to be a fucking dad or what and then angron beat the shit out of karn and then karn was like is that all you fucking got you little bitch and then <laughs> angron was like yeah all right i'll come back into it now
<laughs> it's funny. The fact that it's the eighth captain implied that there were several other captains who went in just like, Lord, your Lord, your Excellency, good Sir Primarch, your your Majesticness, Father, please. Uh, would you, would you, would you, will you lead us to glory? And then Angor just cut them in half. He's like, don't talk to me. I'm mourning my friends. As he's beating this dude's corpse into pud, into like yeah. sloppy Joe. Exactly. This happened seven times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh and my then God. on the eighth time, Karn, <laughs> he didn't really fight Angron. He just lived. He just lived. <laughs> he, he's like, you're slightly less squishy than the other ones. I think I'll leave my room now. Yeah. And then he took command, renamed yes. them the World Eaters, and they went off. Obviously, World Eaters is an, uh, an homage to the Eater of Cities, which yes. is what his prior army was called. His actual friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. His real friends. You're not my real dad. You're um, not my real children. My actual children had to earn their place in the battlefield. How many people have you killed, huh? Yeah. Um, so after this event, uh, there's actually a short story. I forget where it is written. Um, but Angron was essentially knocked unconscious and mm. teleported to a laboratory on Terra or Mars. Can't remember. It was um, it was, it was, it was okay. the lab in the Himalayas where they were made. Ah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yes, and then he was analyzed by Mechanicum specialists and all the, the great scientific minds of uh, the 32nd millennium, 31st millennium, 30th yes. millennium, one of those yes. years. Um, and it was basically determined that uh, the Butcher's Nails were designed in a way that would kill him if they were removed because of the way they dig into his brain. Yeah. Uh, it was basically a, a cancer in, in yes. Angron's brain. Uh, and it would very um, effectively erode Angron's mental stability uh, progressively for the next yes. foreseeable future, and it would just get worse. His ability to reason and comprehend reality would get worse and worse as time progressed. Which is absolutely a thing that he absolutely does. Yeah, this, you could actually track the, the progression of this cancer. This Essentially, it's brain cancer. Oh. Uh, huh. And he, he gets more and more angry, more and more irrational, and it gets worse over time. <sighs> so much so that it, it... Angron almost dies from the butcher's nails. Oh, yeah. Like, it almost actually kills him for real. Uh, yeah. But we'll get to that in a bit. Okay. Um, uh, before, at one point, we do have to talk about Angron and the glassing of New Syria. Mm. Yeah, that, we'll happens in a, that. that happens in a while as well. Yeah, um, we'll get there. So, we can't talk about Angron without talking about the Conqueror. So Angron's flagship is referred to as the Conqueror. That's what it's called. Yes. Uh, it's a very large, kind of outdated ship. Yeah. Um, but the commander of the Conqueror is literally the coolest motherfucker who is ever born ever. The scariest world eater on the ship. Lotara Saren. Yes. There are pictures. I, I don't know if this is fan art or not, but it's a picture of Angron standing with Karn and Lotara. 
Yes. It's like these uh, are my friends. Latara Saren, people I knew, is the scariest fucking woman ever. The scariest individual, the scariest singular human ever. Yes. Um, so Latara Saren uh, was a human commander. She was a normal ass human. She lived a standard lifespan. She wasn't yes. fucking roided up or anything. But she just wouldn't take anybody's horse shit. So yes. much so that during a squabble between uh, her, Karn, and a, another uh, world leader's captain, she pulled out her sidearm and shot the world leader's captain in the head three times. Yes. <laughs> and then was like, cool, you... anybody else have questions? <laughs> and that guy immediately was sent to, was confined to quarters for daring to mouth off. Exactly. And nobody nobody said anything about it because she's just that scary. Lotara Saren is the most brutal uh, ship-to-ship commander ever talked about in this setting also because yes. the Conqueror had these things called the Ursus Claws. Uh, they were basically giant harpoons <laughs> that they launched from the Conqueror into other ships so that they could pull them into boarding range. <laughs> It's yep. fucking cool. Um, so yeah, Latara Saren uh, was the commander of the Conqueror for yes. the entire Horus Heresy. Um, she was. She is one of the few people ever to receive the giant handprint of Angron. Yes. So Latara Saren was so cool at being a badass. She was so good at being a badass that uh, Angron marked her as a chosen individual by putting a bloody handprint on her chest, which she wears every, ever, ever, yes. every day. Yes. Um, and that uh, signifies her status yes. among the Legion. Like, so much so tiny that, human is more important than all of you fuckers put together. That's literally what it means. Yes. Angron was just the worst dad. But he had yeah. favorites. One of those favorites being Karn. Um, yes. Eventually, so Karn was a centurion. He yes. was a captain of the Eighth Assault Company. Uh, yes. He was very good friends with Latara Saren. Um, he was the most effective killer ever. Uh, at the time of the Horus Heresy, uh, the Karn kept a kill counter up on his helmet display, uh, uh. and it was somewhere in the millions. <laughs> That's how many people Karn killed in in his line of duty. He just is, capped out after a point, just like the it did. No, it stopped anymore. working. It stopped working. <laughs> uh, that's how many people Karn have killed has killed. Okay, um, I'd like to imagine Karn just going from, from oh, meeting with various chaos tech priests, just like I need a bigger kill counter. It's like the kill counters. We've all, like there can only be there, the kill counter can only go up to nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine million. He's like, <laughs> but I need more. How many more do you need? That's more than several planets. He's like, more. <laughs> blood skulls, blood skulls. Uh, and then he yeah. immediately tried to kill the everybody tech priests <laughs> for daring to say that he had killed too many people. So Karn's best friend was a Captain Sigismund yes. of the um, the Captain Sigismund the Captain the only the only Captain Sigismund of the Imperial Fists and later the Black Templars. Um, so back to Angron a little bit. 
the Great Crusade would move on. Uh, the Ang Angron would was just merciless. So yes. much so that after a planet would surrender after like an initial battle, Angron would just order like a third of the population killed, and like he wouldn't even order it. He would just do it, and his sons would just be like, "All right, this is what we're doing now. That's cool." Um, so during this time, he was given the moniker the Red Angel just because he was just covered in blood all the time. So much so, so pre-heresy uh, world leaders kit uh, armor was white. It was white ceramite with blue trim. Um, so it became red just through sheer force of murder. It became red through sheer force of murder, so much so that I think it was Perturabo, uh mentioned that, hey, Angron, why don't you just paint your armor red? It would save a lot of time cleaning it. And Angron was like, you know, that's not a bad idea. Maybe I'll do that <laughs> at some point. Also, shut the fuck up. Um, but yeah. Good idea, Angry. nerd. Exactly. Yeah, fuck you, Perturabo. How dare you speak to me? Um, so, uh, yeah, fun, fun fact about the Red Angel moniker. Uh, people also refer to Sanguinius as the Red Angel. Um, it's just a fun little coinky yes. dink that yes. <laughs> everybody hates Angron. Question. Yes. You mentioned that pre pre and pre heresy during the Great Crusade, the Blood Angels were more violent than the world than the world leaders. Pre reunition re reuniting with Sanguinius, uh, uh. the Blood Angels were the most bloodthirsty sons of bitches to ever grace the face uh. of the galaxy. So what uh, were the world leaders before that? The Warhounds, at the time, yes. were just honorable combatants. Sort of how the, um... The Blood Angels are now. Sort of how the Blood Angels are now. Sort of how the Ultramarines deal with themselves. You know, like, honor and courage, my fellow battle brothers. Stuff like that. Uh, um, they were very honor-focused. They were very, um... Assault driven, obviously, but nothing what they would become. Yes. Um. So, there is an event we talked about during the uh, Space Wolf episode, during the Lehman Russ episode, called the Night of the Wolf, yes. where Angron and uh, Lehman Russ would Russ basically fought. kick the shit out of each other. Uh-huh. Uh, Angron thought he won. We talked talked about this already. We kind of went into depth here. Uh, go yes. back to that episode if you need a refresher. Um, but Angron basically, uh, challenged Lehman Russ to a blood duel in which, uh, death was the only solution. Uh, Lehman Russ won. Um, Angron thought he won because he killed more things than Lehman Russ. <laughs> killed more space wolves than he lost world leaders. That's not how battles work, friends. If you're gonna go to war, you don't need to just kill shit. That's not how you win a battle. That's how you win battles, that's not how you win the war. Yes. Um, Angron looked at the scoreboard and realized even though Lehman Russ had taken more objectives and had completed more of the things he needed to win, his kill count was higher, and so he's like, I fucking beat you! Yeah, you exactly. see that? Yeah, look at my KD, bro! You don't understand! It's like, dude, we're playing capture the flag. Look at my KD! <laughs> look at this KD, bro! You how, like, how could I lose with this KD? Clearly you lost! You yeah. lost! Cope! Just, just screaming. <laughs> just screaming. Seethe mold at him over various 40k communication devices. Yeah, Angron is just a toxic gamer. Yes. <laughs> he uses his gamer rage to exactly. slaughter entire planets. 
There was there was a uh, Horus Heresy or pre Horus Heresy Great Crusade battle in which I think it's the second book in the Horus Heresy series. It's the definitely the part of the first trilogy about uh, Garbio Loken. Um, but there's a battle that takes place on a planet, and Angron deploys himself. So this was supposed to be like a, all right, this is just a ceremonial thing. We're just going to surrender. They're going to surrender to us, and everything will be great. Um, but that didn't go exactly according to plan, um, because Angron showed up. Uh, and then they... It's described weird in the book, but they essentially drop a sonic nuclear device on Angron. So much so that an entire castle falls onto Angron, and Loken's like... Well, Angron's dead. That's cool. Uh, we're gonna lose now. And then Angron, like, 45 minutes later, erupts from the mountain of debris, just pissed off and covered in his own blood, and starts much butchering and massacring literally everything in sight. And if that doesn't describe Angron's willingness to commit atrocities, I don't know what else will He commits war crimes with his bare hands, like a true gamer. Like a true gamer, exactly. <laughs> so, Horus Heresy eventually kicks off. Um, yes. Angron, being very angry all the time now, um, decides, hey, blood, you know, that's it. Like, you know what's cool? Sentence. Murder. You know who's going to let me kill more people? Lorgar. Only it got... <laughs> No, that is better. That makes more sense, because Angron, at this point, is thinking in single-word sentences. Yes, yeah. Uh, that's how much his mind's de uh, kind of yes. degraded. He fight! Has, kill! Shiny he a, gold! He has a hard time uh, yes. uh, attributing words to speech. Um, yes. But eventually, Isfan 3 would uh, happen. The Isfan 3 atrocity. So, I don't understand this part that much. Because how were there still loyalist world eaters? That doesn't make much sense to me. Well, um, I think... I don't think they make it clear, but as long as we're doing fan, the fan theory stuff, which we've done before, it's entirely possible for someone to believe someone who works under a living blender who is cloned effectively from the DNA of that blender to wholeheartedly believe that this blender is clearly the voice of reason and the measure of how all things should be done so watching so like a world eater who watches Angron but also believes in what they're doing believes that what Angron is doing is right and that Angron's methods are right and necessary because, you know, sometimes the Emperor's enemies don't need to just be killed, they need to be decimated from the plant, from the universe. They need to be, sometimes, in service of the greater good, you need to just render an entire town into chunky salsa. <laughs> right, I understand that, but how were there not totally, I mean, it does, the books kind of outline some world leaders that refused the Butcher's Nails. Um, yeah, that too some like warhounds held over that just would not convert yeah. to Angron's way of thinking um but that wasn't all of the loyalist world leaders that were deployed on Istvan I don't understand it they never really make it clear if you have uh, more of an answer please let us know 
Um, with our email, thebattlebrothercast at gmail.com. At gmail.com. It's in the description. Click on it. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. Ace Fan 3 happened. Some world leaders were deployed during the virus bombing. They were virus bombed. Not all of them died. Uh, a lot of them did. Um, and then Angron, pulling the most gamer move ever, l lands on the planet with a spearhead of world leaders and starts fighting the fight on, on foot <laughs> instead of just bombing shit from orbit. <laughs> like they were supposed to. <laughs> just Angron is just screaming, just cutting people. like, KD! Angron was angry. Yes. <laughs> That's anger. Um, yeah, so the plan was to just bombard the remaining loyalists out of fucking uh, into dust with from orbital bombardment from the, the yes. fleet present. He didn't. And he made the fight last, like, four months instead of the six, 65 minutes it was supposed to. Um, yeah, Angron ruins everything. Um, but after this, Angron would team up with Lorgar yes. for some reason, all the while furtherly degrading into madness. Yes. Um, him and Lorgar would commence this thing called the Shadow Crusade on the entirety of the realm of Ultramar, the 500 worlds of Ultramar. Um, yes. The world leaders heavily contributing to the bloodshed needed to create the Ruin Storm and separate Ultramar from the rest of the galaxy to cut off yes. the Ultramarines from the Siege of Terror. Terror. Yes. Um, yeah, so Angron was losing his shit pretty yes. rapidly. Um, this is my favorite Horus Heresy book, by the way. Uh, it's called mm -hmm. Betrayer. Uh, by John Abnett, I believe. Uh, and it is the best one ever because it talks about the Shadow Crusade uh, from the point of view of Argyll Tall and Karn, who became best friends, by the way. Argyll Tall and Karn were literally, like, cool, cool buds. Um, we'll get into the cool, the bad... Obviously, this shit's spoilers for the Horus Heresy. Don't fucking listen to this shit if you don't expect spoilers. Um... But Argyltal was a word bearer, um, and Karn, the eighth captain of the world leaders, became very, very close friends. Um, we'll get into the resolution of that relationship in a second. Mm -hmm. uh, so, Kalth happens, Largar, and the world leaders, uh, the word bearers and the world eaters attack Kalth. Uh, the Shadow Crusade launches, Angron loses his shit. As he's wont to do. Um, as he's wont to do. He turns into a demon here. Um, okay. Fun the fact. The process by which this is done is interesting. Uh, yes. Lorgar tells him that court... Angron flies into a rage and he kills literally every psyker on the ship. Yeah. Include... He almost kills the navigator. And yeah. the tech priest running to the reactor and Lotara is like, tell him to shut up. And Karn goes and fights him. And in this fight, Angron becomes the demon Primarch. Um, so not exactly. Uh, Angron loses his shit and falls unconscious here. Um, what happens is there's a war world in Ultramar called Armatura. Okay. And it was during this battle that Lorgar and Angron are on a planet's surface. Uh, mm -hmm. Whenever Angron loses his shit so bad, the Librarius of the world leaders have to step in and psychically calm him down unfortunately the act of psychically calming down fucking angron 
uh, mostly kills the librarians involved because um, Corn is this fun and quirky little being that uh, hates psychers. Yes. So it requires like triple the effort that it should, and the stress just blows the fucking librarius's brains up. Uh, I'm gonna not say the line fun. real quick. Okay. We need a new librarian. This one, this is, one dead. is dead. Yes, I was waiting for that one. It's the best voice line ever created. We need a new driver. This one is dead. <laughs> um, so during this fight on Armatura. Angron would be in a bad bit where he would basically get shot in the face with a titan, by a titan. <laughs> with uh, a titan, by a titan, shot a another titan. smaller titan into yeah. Angron's face. <laughs> this understandably ruined his day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and then the titan was gonna step on Angron, and then Lorgar, being kinda cool for about 35 seconds, caught the foot of the titan as it was descending and literally held the titan up by with his bare hands for like a good couple minutes while Angron got to his feet and crawled away. Um, it was during a battle with Gilliman uh, that Angron would transform. Uh, the transformation process would have him grow bat wings, uh, his skin would turn red, uh, he would get, like, weird cybernetic dreadlocks. Yes. Uh, he would grow. More importantly, I guess you could say that he would grow to, like, 25 feet tall. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got a sword of, like, of black iron that continually dripped blood. Ah. Uh, yeah, pretty fucking metal. For those of you who allow me to describe, I want you to take the most ridiculous power metal shit... And then ju- that that's what he became. That's like, what he became. In the order of ridiculous power metal shit, there's, you know, a standard space marine, the emperor, the wild hunt from the Witcher 3, yep. Angron. Yep. Yep, 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 Yeah. It's just, I, he looks like I a agree. Balrog. He He's looks like, like a, a Balrog. A Balrog and the Predator. Did you know the Balrogs weren't supposed to have wings? Balrogs aren't supposed to have wings. I, that just makes me angry. In the original, des- in the description, they, the wings don't work. In the description of the Balrogs, they don't have wings. <laughs> I don't know why Peter Jackson put wings on Balrogs. I think that makes it. They better. can't fly. Well, the Balrog didn't fly. <laughs> no, it didn't. They can't. Why would you put wings on something that can't fly? Because it looks cool. Why do I penguins guess. have wings? Angry, angry penguins don't have wings, asshole. They're counts. They, the, the they have slippers. That's not a wing. <laughs> That's what those are. Those are just big bat-like flippers. Anyway, moving on. Uh, uh yeah. So Angron's a de- Angron's a, a redskin demon now. Um, that very quickly ruined everybody else's day. Yes. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> the the resolution of this though is fucking amazing. Angron would eventually be confined to quarters on the Conqueror, uh, and so much... His very presence on the Conqueror would cause, like, thralls and serfs and servants to just kill themselves, um, because he just radiated this aggression, um, and, like, it it caused, like, a mass riot, him Uh. being on the ship. 
so Karn took a little trip down to see Angron, and Angron was just sitting there, like, chilling in silence for the first time ever. And he just opened his eyes and's like, Hello, Karn. How are you? <laughs> and Karn was like, Pretty bad. Yourself? And he was like, Well, Karn, I need you to do something for me. Go into the lower decks and collect skulls and build me a throne. And that's how the book ended. And I was like, What the fuck? He said the thing. <clears throat> yeah. That was just me nerding that, out for a bit. No, no, no. That is the first... That's probably the first time Karn has ever heard him speak like a normal... Like, throughout the rest of the... All of the jokes we've made of him be like... Bruh, 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 bruh. He's just like... Hello, Karn. Yeah. Hello. It's, it's eerie. It's an eerie shift. He's like, Karn, I need you to make Daddy an easy chair. <laughs> out, out of, of people's out, skulls. Out of skulls. Uh, yeah, also in this book, in this book, uh, Karn has a chant going where he says, uh, blood for the Primarch, skulls for his throne, and eventually, um, that turns into, obviously, blood for the blood god, skulls for the skull throne. Uh, but it's just Karn's symbolism slowly sort of just working its way into the vocabulary of the world leaders. Yes. Very cool. Yes, um, very nice. Very big fan Making of that. Making Angron the Jesus of murder. Exactly. Yes. I, I, Jesus of murder. Sounds good. <laughs> um, we, I really want to talk... This is completely unrelated, but I really want to talk about Argletal and Karn real quick. Oh, yes. Uh, I also want to talk about Karn. So, Argletal and Karn, best friends, whatever. Argletal, we'll talk about him a bunch later. He's basically a, a demon host. He was the first demon host. He, was, he had this demon called Realm in his body, and he would sometimes share. Very cool... Uh, symbiotic relationship very very interesting book the book the first heretic my second favorite horse heresy book um very highly recommended very good book um karn or argletal was murdered by erebus um ah. and the reasoning why is erebus knew karn was going to be important uh karn was chosen by corn uh-huh. The blood god? Yes, because uh, their name sounded similar. Because their name sounded similar, naturally. Um, Branding. But Korn knew that if Argyll Tall was a connection to Karn, if they were, if they shared this, like, very positive uh, sort of relationship, uh, he would never, Karn would never devolve into the monster that Korn needed him to be. Uh, uh, so he would never be, he would never rise to the rank of Chosen of Korn, unless Arkeltal was removed from the picture. So Erebus stabbed him in the spine, uh, and Arkeltal died. Uh, Erebus is a, is a cowardly bitch. I, we'll yes. talk about him a lot. We'll talk about it a lot. Um, I just had Everything a nervous tick. Everything that has happened in 40k is Erebus's, Erebus's fault. fault. Yep. Yes. Everything bad that happened to humanity can be traced back to Erebus specifically. Yes. Specifically not just, Erebus. Not even Lorgar. Erebus. Erebus. Fuck Erebus. All my homies hate Erebus. Um, but anyway, so during a meeting with Lorgar, Karn would come to know that Erebus was the one that killed Argyltal because Lorgar told him that's how much everybody hates Erebus, even fucking Lorgar ratted on this motherfucker. Um, so Karn challenged Erebus to a gladiatorial match and literally kicked this ever-loving shit out of him. 
uh, like he was running circles around Erebus and was bored fighting him. He just was like, "Wow, this is all you fucking have. This is all. This is all you got. This is all. Get the fuck up. Fight like a man. This is all you got. Are you fucking kidding me?" And was <laughs> seconds away from murdering Erebus. And oh, it's so good. And it's the, literally at the epilogue of Betrayer. Fucking read it, listen to it, I don't give a shit. But you Consume need to experience it. this. Because the second Erebus is about to uh, get fucking murked by Karn, uh, the Chaos Gods snap their fingers and teleport Erebus away. In an absolute manner of horseshit. It, it was such a cool scene, though, because Erebus was getting the absolute ever-loving shit kicked out of him, and I'd love to see it. Uh, can we talk about why he's called the Karn the Betrayer? Yes. Yes, we can. And the Battle of Skaldathrax. What a fucking metal name is that? <laughs> Literally, the... Are you... There's an image of the Battle of Skaldathrax on... What is this? Fandom? It literally looks like Norse mythology. <laughs> of Karn with a fucking gore child in his hand. Gore child is the name of Karn's axe. It was Angron's axe, but Angron discarded it. And, uh... Yes. A, uh, Karn picked it up. Um, yes. So, Battle of Skaldrax. Uh, after the Horus Heresy ended, and all the Traitor Legions kind of were kicked out of where they were, Yeah. Um, they retreated to the Eye of Terror, and the Legion Wars were a thing that happened. And the Legion Wars were basically a civil war between all of the Traitor yes. Legions to see who is now the Warmaster, who is now in charge. Uh, the answer, unfortunately, would be Abaddon. Um, but that's... Uh, yeah, we don't like Abaddon here. Uh, Abaddon's cool, I guess. It depends who's writing the book. Yeah. Um, so, so the Battle of Skeltrax, it was like an ice planet in the middle of the Eye of Terror. Uh, so much so that, like, the actual atmosphere of the planet was so cold, a space marine would die, like, from prolonged exposure. It was like the Himalayas combined with the Arctic, combined with, yes. like, sub-zero the, temperatures. The opposite of Death Valley. The opposite of Death Valley. Literally the opposite. Um, it was during this, uh, the Emperor's children, who were the world leaders were fighting. At this time, the world leaders were still kind of still unified. Not really. They were breaking up into war bands way before the Horus Heresy, but yeah. uh, they're now war band structure, but they still kind of re resembled a legion. Uh, Karn was more or less in charge at this point. Um, there was a kind of temporary ceasefire as, like, the winter storms were really kicking on Skelthrax, and, um, Karn didn't like that, and he didn't like the fact that his legionnaires were trying to get warm, were, like, retreating for the day, so that they so could, like, took a flame get shelter, thrower. and killed everything. Um, it was at this time, Karn devolved into literally the Chosen of Korn. It was this time that he yes. did this. Um, he would take on the name Betrayer, Karn the Betrayer, uh, and that's what he's called today. I have yes. his model. It's sitting on front of me on my desk. Um, he would kill everything. It doesn't matter. Yes. It didn't, didn't matter who you were. He, he if you has got in his way, everything. <laughs> if, he, if you got in his way, he would murder you. And yes. he killed so many emperors, or he killed so many world leaders, thousands of world leaders, um, that he, uh, the, f the legion fractured and it would never recover. Yeah. So, for those of you keeping score, somehow, 
Angron has literally killed stuff so hard that he dissolved an entire chain of command of his own dudes because they were busy trying to not freeze to death. He was insulted by the fact that they were trying to not freeze to death, grabbed a flamethrower, and was like, I'll help you get warm! And then proceeded to kill several thousand of them. Yeah. Yeah. Bring his skill up to, his total kill count up to, holy fuck, I don't think numbers go that high. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I physically cannot count higher than the number it already is. Please stop trying. <laughs> Uh, it was at this, er... He also wields Gorefather. Gorechild. He's also, he uses, yeah, no, Gorechild and Gore, no, alright, Angron had Gorefather. Angron had both of them. Gorefather and Gorechild were Angron's weapons, uh, at some point, and he discarded both of them. Uh, Angron picked, er, Karn picked up, uh, Gorechild and rebuilt it. Ah. If Gorechild... Is this huge giant fuck off chainsaw axe? What? How big is Gorefather? Large. Ah. Uh, I think they were relatively the same size, actually. Now that uh, I'm thinking about it. Huh. Uh, but yeah, Angron used a uh, shit ton of weapons. He. It was also weird. So Angron had this belief that you would never pick up another man's discarded weapon. That was like a gladiator uh, tradition that he had. Uh, uh, it was bad. It was bad luck. Uh, Karn didn't care. He did it anyway. I don't think Karn really cares about anything. One of his arms is just exposed. Yeah, that's a weird thing with Karn. His yes. his right arm is just... The, the armor on it is just gone. He just has a buff-ass right arm. <laughs> yeah. Literally, do you remember when we were talking about um, Perturabo and the Word Bearers and the Iron Warriors? Wow, I fucked that one up real bad. It's um, fine. Uh, and I was telling you about how uh, Kroger fell to Korn because Karn was asking him to. Yeah. And what he did was he just put his hand through a fucking tank. Yes, that was the hand. <laughs> that was That's the hand. That's his tank punching hand. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He needs that armor free so when he punches a tank, he could do it without having to clear away the armor first. <laughs> um, just like, why would I want to join Chaos? Like, you see this? Yeah, exactly. This is my fist in hand. <laughs> I cast fist. <laughs> and somewhere in the universe, Rogel Dorn just his eyebrow just twitched ever so slightly. Exactly. Um. Yeah. So bringing it back down the horse heresy, uh, the Shadow Crusade would continue. Uh, Angron, now a full ass demon, yes. um, would be not suffering anymore from the presence of the Butcher's Nails, instead would be suffering from the um, corn-worshippingness. Yes. Uh, that Which is basically the same. It's basically the same thing. Yeah, it's almost like it's almost like this was what he was supposed to be doing. Yes. Imagine that. Excellent uh, job with the subtlety, writers. Good. Good job. Uh, so a after this, the Shadow Crusade ended uh, and the Traitor Legions were brought to Terra. The Lion and Gilliman had this fun, fun idea of, let's just blow up Nuceria. <laughs> so on their way back to Terror, Terra, uh, the Lion and uh, Gilliman just decided to glass Nuceria into dust. I want to point they... something out beforehand, though. Yes. Before that, during the Crusade, 
Angron got to come back to Nuceria. Where oh, that's right. Red, that's right. Yeah, we got. To, we, I thought we, were, we, we forgot to talk about that. So during that, that's the only time where that was one of the few times in all of recorded Imperial history where the Iron Warriors and the Imperial Fists ever cooperated on anything. Yeah. So during this pre during this period, Angron found out that the story that was told about their death, about the death of the city, the Eaters of Cities, was that their leader turned tail like a coward and ran, and then they were all slaughtered. Angron was not happy about this fact. Right. He then proceeded to murder everything that breathed on the planet. Yes, he did do that. Yes. Uh, the other Space Marine Legions who were with him found out about this, and actually helped him do that. Isn't that fucking wild? I know. It's like they heard Angron's story and were like, what did they say? The specific wording of it must like, hear ye, like today we remember the deaths of the Eaters of Cities and how their leader pushed out like a little bitch and uh, left all of his friends and loved ones, the people who believed in him so thoroughly, to die. And that, have... the way they described it angered angered not just Angron, but literally all of the other space marines who were with him, so that way they all, for the first time ever, joined hands, reached across the aisle and joined hands to murder the entirety of the population of the... all just all of Nuceria. All of it. We just need an act of bipartisanship just like that here in America. <laughs> Yeah, we as a society need to find a new target. We need that's we need aliens. We need aliens. We need to find aliens like space from space so that way we across the world will join hands and absolutely murder fuck them out of existence. Yes. Yes. That is my idea for world peace. This isn't a political podcast though. We talk about made up space shit. Yes. <laughs> So the world eaters are now full-fledged world eaters are now yes. full-fledged corn worshipping idiots uh, yes. crazed with blood and death and skulls and yes. fire. Um, <clears throat> they would be unleashed. Not too much fire though because as I'm sure you know um, corn doesn't like um, corn doesn't like the thing that you like where you throw where you take a flamethrower and you camp in front of a bunker and you wait for them to run out. No, that's on that, that is cringe. Yeah. Yeah, well, that we did cringe. talk about this a little bit in the Emperor's episode. Corn is not just the god of death and blood. Corn uh, is the god of battle honor and courage. Yes. Uh, so, as much as the world eaters are crazed, blood-maddened berserkers, they all are also sort of driven by this insatiable desire to die in honorable combat. Yes. Just just like Angron was trying to do with his friends on this area. Yeah. But he never got that. Um yeah. fun this is fu this is actually really funny. So during the Siege of Terra Terra, um the uh world leaders weren't deployed in force yet, uh during uh -huh. the sieging of the perimeter wall. Um because they were like we're like, alright boys, we need you to go inside the castle, we need you to, to do what you do best inside the castle. So once the walls are down, we'll unleash you. Uh, Angron didn't like this very much. Angron wanted to literally be there and batter down the walls himself, but he couldn't because of a, uh, basically an anti-demon force field that the Emperor was maintaining while sitting on the Golden Throne. Yes. Um, so, 
Yeah, it's it's really funny. So in order to keep orbital strikes himself into the planet. Yes, I'm getting there. Um, in order to keep Angron from not fucking everything up, not fucking Perturabo's plans up, the Nightfall, the Night Lord's flagship, Conrad Kurz's flagship, had this really elaborate labyrinth uh, on the on the on, on the ship that he used to kidnap and torture Vulcan with. We talked about that a little bit. Yes. Um, they dropped Angron into this maze, into this labyrinth. And Angron spent the better part of, like, six hours literally just barreling through it, just breaking walls and shit, running, like, in straight lines all the way through it, ripping turrets out of walls, punching his way through everything, uh, literally just destroying the Nightfall from the inside, uh, and to buy Perturabo time to actually deploy Angron in a meaningful way. So, Angron would eventually make his way to the, um, to, like, the docking, the dockyard of the, like, the, the hangar of the Nightfall, and he would literally just full-on swan dive off the Nightfall into the atmosphere of Terra, into the planet itself, and struck the ground of the, of the, of Earth so hard it created earthquakes and fissures on the other side of the planet, uh, and then got up and just started running like Terminator sprinting at the walls uh, so that he could um, be useful and kill shit. Which is the most creative use of a creature like Angron. <laughs> they put him in a maze that shows him like, because remember, that maze was made to torture Vulcan, so it's like footage of like people, like, you know, regular people being tortured. Yes, exactly. Just like general human suffering, and Vulcan is just like to Vulcan. This is horrifying. The sight of like a woman holding her dead baby, crying. But to Angron, he just kind of shoulder tackles into the. He just shoulder tackles his way through it, not realizing it's a hologram until it doesn't make the very loud noise that a person would make yeah, after being exactly. body slammed by what is effectively a living freight train running through six feet of concrete. Yeah, exactly. It was it was it was described in the book how, uh, like the displays of like innocent civilians were like made into mirrors to lure your attention away from the gun that was behind your head when you walked in, and Angron's like, I don't, I don't give a fuck, <laughs> and then like just destroyed anything everywhere uh, anyway. It's just um, like they're like a bunch of like. There are puppies walking around yeah. everywhere. The very they make sure the, 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 the night lords keep very sickly puppies in this area, yeah. tied to this one spot to distract you from the giant saw trap that is walked behind you. Yeah. But Angron just kind of runs and just and then just keeps going, exactly. running through the saw trap, through the puppy, barreling through the mock orphanage, body slamming his way through several nursing homes. Stopping for a brief moment to pick up one to try and eat one of the people who are standing there only to be befuddled because it is a hologram Be frustrated exactly. at this and then continue to run in a straight line. This process continues for several days During which all of the alarms are going off as holes are being punched in this ship and Perturabo is just sitting there just just 
downing whole bottles of 40k aspirin. Yeah. As Angron is just just like just like whole just every six every six seconds consistently for three days just whole breach whole breach whole <laughs> breach. And just like dear sweet me, dear sweet God in heaven, if you're hearing me right now, if anyone hears me, please just make him fall asleep. And then he just is like, open the dock, open the docking bay. And then Fucking, I've had enough. He doesn't dive. He literally just runs off of the edge and floats <laughs> into space. He's still yeah. running as he enters the atmosphere. He's like doing just the Scooby Doo run. It nah, he's just Terminator kind of- sprinting. His his <laughs> arms, his uh, the tips of his hands are just coming all the way up to his eyebrows, and he's just sprinting it out. <laughs> And then it's, but he's in space, so he's not going anywhere. He's just yeah. doing the movement as it slowly propels him toward the atmosphere. <laughs> that uh, is, we have, yeah. We have to talk about other stuff, though. <laughs> yeah. So continue. Yeah, this is already an incredibly long episode. We're, <laughs> we're getting there, trust us. Um, yeah, so the Siege of Terror would happen... Angron would get the shit kicked out of him by uh, Sanguinius after being repeatedly challenged to fight him like a man. Uh, Sanguinius doesn't take the bait. Um, The warding basically keeps Angron at bay for the majority of the battle. Uh, He eventually uh, does, goes in, does some shit. I don't know yet. Uh, The books are still being written. Um, Shout out to GW. Um, What's the one that just came out? It was about Jagged Icon and the... The the night lords, not the night lords, the the smelly ones, the, de- yes, the death the guards. Death guard. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, that one just came out. Heard it was very good. Still trying to get through Mortis. Uh, I'm almost there. I'll let you guys know when I finish it. Oh um, right. So, Angron would eventually be cast off into the Immaterium, where he would, uh, as a demon, he has the ability to just die now. Uh, unfortunately, he has to come back. Uh, every couple of millennia, Angron would really just pop back in for whatever reason. Um, he was on one of the battles of Armageddon, uh, one of the fucking 430 battles for Armageddon. Uh-huh. Uh, and, uh, he was, he would basically 1v1 the Great Wolf of the, uh, Space Wolves, uh, Logan Grimnar, who is just a badass, and he would <laughs> fucking lose to Logan Grimnar, which is cool. Uh, Angron takes on very much like the avatars of Kane. Uh, he's very much like a wharf character. Like, yes. ooh, if we have him beat up Angron, we'll definitely know he's they're a badass. Yeah. Um. So that's Angron's current role in the in the narrative. The yes. world leaders are fractured into smaller and smaller uh, bands of war war bands, you might call them. Yes. Uh, and they haven't done much of worth a lot of them sigh with uh abaddon the despoiler in his many many black crusades um karn is still kicking around yes Uh, i would not doubt that karn will be prevalent karn can't die also fun fact karn just resurrects him oh so it's the same reason that lucius can't die (laughs) yes he has a he's a chosen of a chaos god so karn just doesn't die uh, um, the only person I think that would kill, that could kill Lucius, is Karn. And because Karn would not enjoy it. I think Karn does kill Lucius, and then it's one of those times where Celeste just brings back Lucius anyway. Just cause. Um, for reasons? Yeah, I don't know. 
Um, but that's pretty much the role of the world leaders now. They're still just crazed, blood-maddened berserkers, and they are devolving, and they will all continue to die of the butcher's nails until um, they're all dead. Yes. Because that's that's the beauty of corn in the 41st millennium, is just brain death. Eventually. It, I feel like at a certain point, a world eater, if they live long enough, it just a chicken with its head cut off, except that chicken has two giant chainsaws attached to its wrists. We forgot to mention that one little detail about Karn. His chainsaw is tied to his arm. Yeah, so we talked, I think, a little bit about... Um, when Sigismund learned uh, a funny little trick from the world leaders to chain your weapons to your wrists so that you can't lose them in battle, uh, Sigismund got that trend from Karn. So Karn and uh, most of the other world leaders tie, chain their weapons to their hands so that they can't lose them in the heat of battle. Yes. It's important that you gotta baby-proof your giant axe. Exactly. Because Lord knows they can't fucking function like actual adults. Yes. Successor chapters, question mark. Of the world leaders? Thank God there's none. Aren't the Minotaurs? No, Minotaurs are... Oh, right, yeah. Iron they Warriors. Iron Warriors. There are yes. none. I would not trust any other fucking founding of world leaders gene seed. <laughs> They're just... They're just, they're just, after a certain point, you just get monkeys. Yeah, exactly. You just get monkeys. If you get, if you dilute anything any further down, it's just monkeys. They just get less and less intelligent until they devolve from the actual human race. <laughs> uh, but I think that is actually it for Angron yes. and the World Eaters. Closing up to thoughts. Date. Yep. Closing, Closing thoughts. The Angron is sad. Yes. I didn't think he was sad until now, but he's sad. Um, he's angry. Yes. Angron is his yes. name. Um, Latara yeah. Serin. Uh, we better... don't know what happens to her. She dies eventually. Um, yes, because she's just a normal person. She's a normal person. I think God was too scared to collect her soul for a while, <laughs> so she just sort of chilled in limbo for a couple centuries, but I'm sure she's dead by now. Um, mm. She's a cooler character than Angron is, if I'm going to be completely real with you. That's true. She is the scariest world eater, and she's not a thousand, she's not like a 12-foot tall space marine. She's just a woman. A regular, normal human woman. Who's very scary. Yes. Who's scarier than literally all of the world eaters who literally painted their armor red so it'd be easier to clean. Yep. Yeah, so world eaters are just... Um, they do the violence. They do the violence. They, violence. they do the violence very well. Yes. A little too well, if you ask me. Um, they are gross, gratuitous violence. Incarnate. Yes. yes. They, are, they are the um, knights, but anger. Yes. They are, if you want to get all technical Dungeons and Dragons tabletop gamey, they are the high strength, low and high strength, high dex, low intelligence, low charisma, barbarian fighter characters whose yeah, only the purpose in the game is to murder things. It's to swing and hit. Yes. You do, do you do the hit? Okay. That is their only purpose. And that was their only purpose even back in the horse in the Great Crusade. Yeah. They just did the hit, and if they did it well, they didn't get killed by their dad. Yes. Sometimes they just got killed by their dad anyway. Yes, because they did something 
that reminded their dad of their dad's dead friends. Yep. It's like, what it look like? Like, sir, this ration bar is lovely. You know who used to think ration bars were lovely? <laughs> yep. Goodbye. Goodbye, unnamed legionnaire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and but then Angron I... just runs to his room and cries. Like a little baby. Yes. So tune in whenever we do another episode so we can talk about Zap Brannigan and his glorious legion of smurfs. The blue boys. The blue yes. boys will be coming... And yes. Yes. Can't wait for that. Can't wait to talk about Space Rome. Yes. For an hour of my life. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe we could change your opinion. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I couldn't even say that with a straight. Tune in next time we upload for Two Dudes Making Fun of the Mary Sues of 40K. Join us then. Ave Imperator. Ave Imperator.